0: Welcome to a special edition of the 33 and a 3rd percent podcast. I am Shane O'Mac Gazowski. Joining me tonight, we have the smuggest of smug, the smug SOB, Corey. Smug SOB Black. Corey, how you doing tonight?
1: Super excited to discuss Roman Reigns getting busted for taking PEDs and getting kicked out of WWE.
0: (laughs) This isn't 92 anymore. And also joining us is... Lucky strike. The luckiest of strikes. Lucky strike, Tobin. Hopefully you threw some strikes bowling tonight.
2: I threw so many strikes. I led my bowling team to another victory as (laughs) the champion of the world and came home (gasps) to my beautiful wife and my very, very, very awesome son who loves me with all of his heart. And I have a family, unlike these AEW marks that live in their basement, have nothing but the computer and Tony Khan's shitty booking to look forward to. (laughs) So suck it.
0: All right, so segue to that. Tonight's going to be all about AEW. And for those who know me, all right, so far on the show, we have 154 listens, and Corey and Tobin know me very well. I like alternatives. I like AEW. I still do like AEW. I'm going to save my rant. I have a rant about AEW. I know, surprising (laughs) as it sounds, for the end of the show. All right, I'm going to get three to five minutes uninterrupted. About the things that I've seen just this week, I texted the guys today and I said, "Emergency pod, red light. I need I need to talk about AEW, and I can't just do it by myself. I need two of my friends with me, who they they also they also don't like AEW. Some of them accept some of AEW, not accept AEW. You know, Tobin feels his way about AEW, but I needed some people to talk about it with to have differences of opinion. But my opinions tonight may be on. The same side, and I don't know how I feel about it deep down inside. But
2: we're good. gonna talk you about. Really feel good.
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about.
2: Dynamite. To- to- Sorry, yeah, Dynamite. Tobin's,
0: okay, Tobin's 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 favorite sport, NHL, on TNT now on Wednesday nights. Uh, Dynamite on Saturday, and we're gonna talk about good and bad. So good and bad uh, segment here from October 16th. First thing I have here, FTR comes out. And they complained about their booking in WWE. And they come out and they're all masked up. They're all good to go. They're going, they're going after the AAA Tag Team Championships against the Lucha Brothers. So the first question I have for you, gentlemen, is why are we having the AAA Championship defended here on AWTV?
2: My the bigger question was, as Excrement talked about on commentary, is why is it AEW rules when it's supposed to be the AAA titles? So if you take somebody's mask off, it's a disqualification. But since it's AEW rules, which they apparently found out in the middle of the match, why? Oh. Why he said this, and I'm like, this this is awful. This is just awful. It's making F- FTR a bigger joke in this company th- than than they already were uh, the best tag team in professional wrestling today and they're being further fucking buried by goofball shit like this.
1: Yeah, I mean they just I mean they enjoy getting the ratings pops from switching other belts as opposed to their own. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just it, it, it's just weird to me and I'm I'm glad that FTR ended up winning but You mean to tell me? So you left WB? I understand it's it's a long grind. You're on the road 300 days. You're not getting booked correctly, so on and so forth. But now you're satisfied with being the AAA Tag Team Champions.
1: Okay. And what was what was the name they used under the mask? Wasn't it like? Didn't it translate to like the Super Frogs or some shit like that? Probably. I I don't remember what it was.
0: I I forget what it was. It was like yeah, it was it was Loco something, and I was like. Okay. That sound, sounds good. Sounds good. So I'm going to put that in – I'm going to put that – so we're going to do good and bad. So I'll put that 50-50 because I'm fine with FTR winning a championship. They definitely deserve it, but not the AAA tag championship. So they're, they're going to continue with the Lucha Brothers. Hopefully, FTR will be able to win the actual AEW tag team championships, maybe at full gear. but. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. But aren't the aren't there Triple aren't triple AAA titles more prestigious than the AEW titles? Isn't that better for them <laughs> to have them?
0: I mean, in my eyes, no. <laughs> I don't want to watch AAA. I haven't really The only thing AAA has for me is triple mania. But, I, I, be,
1: I believe I believe the exchange rate uh, evens out. <laughs> the exchange rate. The
0: pesos, bro. Pesos aren't, aren't aren't the most expensive anymore.
1: It's it's it's, bur- it's burritos to belts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We, Depends we, on where they're coming from.
1: It's true. We did skip the
2: uh, the Tommy and Black Eye, as I like to call him, uh, versus Dante High Spot with Rush to Retire match.
0: That was on purpose, but
2: continue. Okay. Which, no, good You know, I yeah. I felt because I watched this entire shit show of of, of a <laughs> broadcast, and I made you notes, did lucky so. strike.
0: You did, and and we appreciate it here at the podcast. We appreciate I, you taking the time I, out.
2: The sacrifices I make for the show. <laughs> Have yet
0: to be calculated.
2: My so anyway, that was not a bad match. It wasn't great. It was just meh. But towards the end of the match, uh, Black at it had, had uh, Dante high spot in a half crab, and then he just went, "Oh my ribs!" And then he just rolled off, and they didn't explain it. And Excalibur said, "Oh, it must be from the black mist or something." And then he was like struggling the rest of the match, but he still kicked him in the head and won. So what the fuck point was that? I didn't get it. What well, what was his issue? They never said, we don't know. He could have just had a, some gas. We don't know. He was a pepto
1: abysmal tie-in.
0: <laughs> and I guess we have to, I guess we should also go back in. Um, one of my rants is CM Punk. Why, why do we need CM Punk on color commentary?
1: Because he's because a draw. He's getting he... paid too much to not be on every week. That's true. He's a draw, Shane. He
2: gets 500,000 people to watch Rampage every year, every week.
0: <laughs> I just... I, I, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't it be better if maybe he was on, like, every other week? Because it's, like, all, like... And just promote it like an actual promotion does. Be like, hey, Sam Bunk's gonna be here next week, he's gonna face or he's gonna talk about this and then have him on next week and get somebody like he doesn't have to be on color commentary every week. I I think he's been more on color commentary than Mark Henry and Paul White combined.
2: Oh absolutely he has. Point, or like or has. or here's an idea. Have him come out and just cut a promo. Or come out and have him do a segment or do something. Like instead of having wasting him on commentary where he makes make statements like oh wow he's good oh i don't like him like who fucking cares like this is so stupid you're taking this guy who took seven years off from the wrestling business and took longer from professional wrestling to come in and do this shit get the fuck out of here this is such a waste of what was a talent now is just washed up mediocrity and to try and make a ratings bump which clearly hasn't helped since the first Rampage—it's
1: a joke. During during the Owen Hart Memorial Cup, he should just sit next to commentators and ask how much do people weigh.
0: <laughs> how much does this guy weigh?
2: He's not that far off at this point. No, but then, yeah. The,
0: the only thing, other thing, as a as a note backstage was, I personally like Serena Deeb, and I like her. I like her uh, heel turn. But that was an that was a awful backstage segment.
2: It was the most pointless thing on the show, and there was a lot of pointless things on the show. It was, it was like Serena was like, yeah, I did it, and then she gets jumped, and that was the end of it. That was it. <laughs> okay. Like she knew,
0: like she was coming, or she was like already standing yeah, there behind the so camera, bad. like she's looking at her, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, like oh,
2: okay. And she hit with Just like to... a scarf or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, she got hit with a scarf right in the face. <laughs> so she bad. got blasted, dude. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like all right. So and then we never
2: discuss it again the rest of the night. It's like, oh, that was it. It was like three three minutes of nonsense. Thanks no. for wasting my time, guys. On top of the two hours you wasted my, already.
0: Speaking speaking of waste of time, John Moxley's character.
2: Oh, here we go.
0: Here we go. So John Moxley faced Wheeler Yuta with Orange Cassidy and I think the high point of this whole match was actually Orange Cassidy just standing there being Orange Cassidy (laughs) because Wheeler Yuta goes out there for, for no reason and he gets squashed by John Moxley and John Moxley hit him with multiple botch after multiple botch and Actually I legit injured I think Wheeler Yuta. if he didn't then there's a storyline saying that he did legit injure Wheeler Yuta. and it was it was an awful performance. And so John Moxley, Corey, please please say it for us. What's John Moxley doing?
1: He's spinning his wheels in the mid card. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I honestly think him competing in all these, like he competed in another indie promotion, him competing in these little garbage indie promotions is just squeezing any actual wrestling talent out of him that he had. He's content on putting on these garbage spectacle matches and he just doesn't give a crap about doing anything crisp or anything to protect the person he's with. He just wants to beat the shit out of someone and try to make it look good, get his stuff in and get done
2: you want to look at yeah. a guy who's completely given up? Watch him in the ring. He does not give a fuck. He <laughs> he, doesn't, he, doesn't his, he doesn't care. He doesn't
0: care at all. He like <laughs> does a little like suplex, like I guess relief <laughs> suplex, which is totally dangerous unless you you land correctly. And Wheeler you're just like, oh, fuck it, okay, that's fine. He just lands in the ring. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's because he has a kid now. He's just got to go and go home. Maybe that that's just that's better that way. But if you're paying this man the amount that I saw this week from rumor and innuendo, $6 million. I think you want to get a little bit more out of them. Oh,
2: I just, I had just actually seen, there was a, one of the clips of Rose to the top, which should be its own show that we do uh, to begin with. But, uh, I, have but it,
0: I have it I haven't taped on my DVR.
2: I really want to start okay. watching it. And it and was just a highlight. Like <laughs> Brandy Rose is backstage with Moxley. And she asked, "Is like, it's like, Hey, how you doing? And he's like, I'm just really hungover right now. And I'm like, that is the exact description of how he is right now. He's just hung over all the time. Like he's right. he's actually Hangman Page's character in real life now. That's him. That's Moxley. He's just He goes, home,
0: he goes home, sees the wife, and he's like he's the kid. He's like, uh I'll mm-hmm. be back. And he goes to the bar and just gets hammered.
2: Hammered. <laughs> he looks like if you look at him, like he looks like he's just he's just been like drinking too much. Like he just he's a mess. He doesn't care. So he just...
0: No, 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 not at all. And then uh, right, right before this, uh, sorry to jump around, but as we're um, as we're going through this, we're looking at the matches, but there's also some backstage segments which still don't make any sense. But we're trying to trying to piece it all together. Uh, we have Tony Schiavone backstage confronts FTR. They have the AAA titles. Andrade comes up the stairs. MJF hugs Andrade, and basically says, "This is a one-time deal. Comprende." And Andrade looks confused. Andrade's spokesperson gives uh, MJF a check and some cash, and then they go on their merry way. So we'll see what happens from there. Going Probably nothing. Probably, I mean, I, exactly. <laughs> I always say my, my line is, it'll be interesting to see what happens from here, and I truly believe that, but if nothing happens, then I will call them out. But it should be, I would say, maybe maybe MJF versus Andrade a full gear if something gets screwed with or maybe money's not paid or so on and so forth it's fine and then we have Tobin's favorite group the Dark Order Alex Reynolds John Silver and Evil Uno versus the Super Click I guess they're the Super Click again because the last time I saw them they were the Super Elite
2: well they were introduced as the Super Elite but then after the match they were called the Super Click again so I'm not sure what the fuck to call them
0: I don't know if there's a cease and desist out there that keeps getting pulled away, but I thought it was definitely Click was owned by WWE, but I guess I was mistaken for now. Uh, and then uh, I'll just have to admit that uh, Don Callis's gear is fantastic. The pink suit, like n- like no, like no undershirt. He just looks like a scumbag, and that's what he needs to be. That's that's what that's his character. It's Don Callis. He's a scumbag.
1: Well, that's um, that's most of the AEW roster is a bunch of scumbags.
0: Yeah, but they don't walk sure. out in, in bright pink suits and no undershirts. So yeah, they, they walk out in frog suits.
2: <laughs> so my notes I took on this were uh, 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 Elite is trash, clearly, uh, versus the Dork Order. <laughs> the uh, I'm going to call them the Snore Order from now on to not rip anybody off. Um, the whole match was just rotten. Uh, and uh, are they the Super Click, or Clit, as I like to call them, or the Super Elite? <laughs> we don't know. I say super shit. E would be my. Uh, it's word.
0: words like the c-word, lucky strike, that makes this episode of the podcast explicit. When I click it on Anchor. You know, explicit. <laughs> <laughs> All the Please. c words and the f words. It's explicit. All right, everybody, put the kids to bed for this one.
2: The super shite. How about that? So the super early <laughs> yeah, shite. You,
0: you say whatever you want, sir. It's a podcast. It's explicit. And
2: listen, listen. Adam Cole is dead and buried. That's all I'm gonna say. The, oh, on, the Bucky man. Boys and 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 Olivier and all that crew have just fucking killed any momentum he had. He's done. He's dead How about how
0: about how about if he does what everybody thinks he's gonna do? And even Corey, he's going to turn on them eventually and then go his merry way.
2: Then why would he do all this goofy shit in the meantime? Because
0: oh, he's Adam Cole. He could do whatever he wants. He's oh one of the best of all sake. time. One of
2: the of best all of all time.
0: time. I don't know about that. He's one of the best of all time. Top ten.
2: He, he's not he, he, macho man out there, for Christ's sakes.
0: I never say he's macho man. Say he's <laughs> top ten.
1: He's possibly one of the best of a certain period, mm-hmm. but not of
0: all time. That's a fair statement, Corey. Really? That's an actually an unfair statement. But okay.
2: Oh, uh, here we go. All right. I say continu- continue this burial of this <laughs> shit product we're just talking about.
0: The question I actually have for you before we move on is what does the Dark Order need to be taken seriously?
2: Uh, it's completely disbanded and never talked about again. <laughs> Because not even,
0: that, not even home... uh, have uh, Bray Wyatt slash. Windham
2: no, it's too Redunda. late. It's too late. They're a joke. Yeah, no, Bray Wyndham is is done. No, no, no. They just need to get rid of it. But the fact of the matter is, they made in that match the Super Shite made the door the snore Order look like a legitimate comp- competitive tag team. When everybody knows they're a joke, they're hacks, they're a bunch of guys that don't know what they're doing. Evil Uno is has a physique has a physique worse than mine with a mask on, and people think he's going to be seriously like, he's a fucking clown. Wrestling other clowns with shoes on, apparently, taking their shoes off. They did a weird Socko thing. Like, are you Socko's cousin? Like, come on. Like, do you guys really need to completely rip everything else off? It was just... It was one of the worst things on the show. It, it was just a joke. Anytime the Bucky boys are on there, it is just embarrassing to be a wrestling fan. If someone who hadn't watched wrestling in 10 years was was shown this, they would say, oh my God, what the fuck has happened because of this goofy shit like this?
1: It's just awful. Awesome. Can, we, can we call them the new world snorter from now on? Yeah, absolutely. The new <laughs> world snorter.
0: Now, next up is a thing that I I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I want to I want to be on the the winning side of this because I'm entertained by it, but it's just some of the acting and it's kind of iffy. But I I can't ask for perfection. Uh, but we have Cody Rhodes going into his training facility with with Arn Anderson. And we've seen it in the last couple of weeks that Arn Anderson is trying to pull Cody Rhodes out of his his dream world, his funk, I guess. His I Hollywood say. gimmick. Yeah, Hollywood gimmick to where I guess they're trying to make it like I, I compare it to John Cena. To where like he went to Hollywood and he became big, or even The Rock, to where like he went to the Hollywood and made it big and they're trying to like say, like, hey, no. Oh, let's come back. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean no? no. What do you mean?
1: Cody Rhodes has a game show on TBS. He's nowhere near the Rocker John Cena. I under I
0: understand that. I wasn't comparing it to that that facet. I'm saying that the gimmick and the storyline that are trying to prove is that Cody is caught up into Hollywood. And they saying, want I get what to... you're
2: saying what yeah. I get what you're saying is that Cody Rhodes is thinking that he's at the Rocker John scene level and acting like it when he's still fucking Cody Rhodes and nobody gives he... a shit.
0: And he should – so this is where I become like an AEW guy, and I don't agree with that. I'm just saying that – I'm saying that – what I'm trying to say is he's too far into Hollywood with his roads to the top and his game show on TBS and all that stuff, and he's losing focus on wrestling. His father is Dusty goddamn Rhodes, for God's sakes. Okay, we all know and love Dusty Rhodes, and Absolutely, I even I, I even know and love Dustin Rhodes, his brother, who was dust the Natural, whatever other gimmick he pulled. I like him. I like him as a wrestler. Seven, all right. See exactly seven. <laughs> and even though he didn't, he didn't agree with it, he told us he didn't agree with it. Great.
1: Black, That's great. Black rain.
0: Black rain. Anything else you want to start naming him off? Go ahead. <laughs>
1: King of the Road match.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the the biggest thing. I go, I go. Hey Tony, watch this match from Sensor '95. It's gonna blow your mind. It's so good. It's a black top, <laughs> black top bully, all right Versus Dustin Reynolds in a, in, a, in a King of the Road match. It's gonna be great. He texts me later on. He goes, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> I go, there it is. It's a rib. I got you to watch it, and you watch it, and you—you you can never get that time back, never. It's you like got twenty him. minutes.
1: I got now him. Def- I got him to leave his notes. You got
0: him to watch it <laughs> the Roadman. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic! What's next tomorrow? I'm going to get him to watch Crown Jewel. It's great, can't wait.
2: Now, at the very least, I will defend that nonsense. Is at least say it was original. It was terrible, but it was at least original.
0: I mean, it's fine that like his, like his. The the wrestlers, men and women that he's trained, are slapping him in the face, trying mm-hmm. to get him to wake up a little bit, and and Arne Anderson's in the middle of it. I, I'll take Arn Anderson wherever I can get Arn Anderson. I That's like Art.
2: awesome. Yeah.
0: but um, yeah, I, I I get where they're going with this, but it looks like they're going to end with him and Malachi Black. But Malachi Black's still busy fighting Dante Martin. So I'm, this is like a, it's it's like a it's a it's like a like a shattered storyline.
2: Like, well, they already know. announced Black and Rhodes three at Dynamite, I guess next Saturday. So they've already announced that match. But my thing is, like, is the crowd ever gonna be for Cody Rhodes at this point? Like, they're so soured on him, he's not gonna well, get a cheer. They're gonna boo, boo him out of the fucking well, building.
1: Did you Did you see the latest? Did you see the latest news about that match? No, it's King of the Road two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Corey, i actually wouldn't be surprised if that were true
2: it would not me, surprise
0: like. me at all because the way this is going it 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 just reminds me a hundred like a hundred percent of wcw where like mm-hmm. they're trying to have storylines for some things and they just they come up a little bit short on all of them, and then there's random matches like Wheeler, Yuta, and John Moxie that don't have any storylines or any mm-hmm. story or background, and they just fight, just like a Nitro. The first two and a half hours of Nitro back in the day had zero stories. It's like we're going to put Alex Wright versus Mike Enos. Yeah, Mike Enos. <laughs> Great. That's like the first hour. It's a good match. But we don't have any story between these guys. But we're going to talk about Hulk Hogan in the New World Order that's two hours away during this match. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, they, you, do the, they, do
1: they do the always, same thing they, on
0: AEW. They do the same thing on AEW. And it's do. really annoying. It's very annoying.
1: Yeah, and at least WCW had like 80 cruiserweights throughout every week.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing that kind of saved them. I think the only thing that maybe be that may might be saving for me for AEW is watching Jungle Boy... And um, Lucha forest yeah, like, every week, trying to maybe win a match and maybe getting the tag titles. Like but if they still
2: like, lose every time.
0: Yeah, they're like they're still climbing, and they're just going to come up short. But I I, I still want to watch. Like I'm still the mark that's going to watch to see if they actually win because I want to see them win.
1: <laughs> I, I've been enjoying the shit out of Brian Danielson.
0: I mean, so if I I think I think that's the only person wrestler that they've been maybe booking correctly with random matches against, you know, Suzuki and Bobby Fish, and they've been promoting him really well. And, but it's just the guys that they put him with that he has a good chemistry with everybody else that they've signed since then, which is Adam Cole, John Moxley, even like sometimes Kenny Omega with the guys that he's wrestled. It hasn't been a good flow. At no, all. Even even, even
1: even though they use the phrase on somebody else, Daniel Bryan truly is the best in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but eventually, like Corey, like, I know you're a big fan of of Brian Danielson. Would you want to see him versus CM Punk eventually, or do you want them to try to stay away as long as possible?
1: Part of me is worried that. I mean, it's definitely not going to be as good as, like, the ones where they had, like, they had some fantastic matches in WWE, and, I mean, they had some even better ones in Ring of Honor. I think they could probably still put on a good one, but I think the more you keep them away from each other, I think that, like, you have to do it like a slow burn. Like, you can't just blow it up. I mean, even though, you know, they're getting up there a little bit and stuff like that, but I think you got to do a slow burn and then maybe even have that be like a... Lose or leave AEW somewhere down the road, or even like a retirement match for one of them if one of them's up for it. Okay. I
2: mean, at this point, that would be the only way because, you know, yeah. Danielson's one kick away from his brain being pudding, and Punk <laughs> has lost many steps in his seven year absence. So, yeah, that they would have to really just have to kill each other and really end it there. And an we're idea. hearing
0: reports that I mean Punk is, is not feeling hundred percent. Like he's that's just he you know, he's he's back on the road and it's it's been seven years and it's tough for anybody to get back on the road, but he's just like, he's like, I feel like trash. I was like, Well, you know, sack up, dude. Yeah,
2: dude, you're, you're getting all the money.
0: <laughs> you're one of yeah, you're you're one of the top guys in AW. So well, you
2: know, I would is, argue that he was probably he's probably well, many would argue he's the top guy. I don't think that he's the top guy. He's a top attraction, but he's not their top guy. At this point, I would say probably Daniel Bryan is their top guy that they picked up.
0: Do you think <laughs> Kenny Omega is a is a more top guy than Sam Bunk?
1: No. No. I disagree. At least at least at least <laughs> other promotions take care of their high paid guys and only make them work like eight days a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not like two guys though in W. <laughs>
1: I didn't I, mean? I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't bring it up. You said the name.
0: <laughs> I did. I did. I will. I will uh, not say that again. All right. This is just about AEW.
2: But 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 for all the trash, can we at least talk about the best segment of the night? Is the MJF segment <laughs> was the best thing of that entire dynamite, or as as I like to call it, the demo, and nothing else matters. Show.
0: Yeah. C- continue. You're the one yeah. who got all the notes, baby.
2: I made all the notes, baby. All. So MJF comes out to a heal. A good heal response. He's he's the best heel that they have. He's the best character they have. He's the best thing that they have, except he never wrestles. So it's right. the most frustrating <laughs> he thing. Talks. He likes to you talk. See this guy. He, I, I saw a stat uh, just the other day that said he wrestled five matches this year so far. Five. Five. How the fuck does your best heel only wrestle five matches? He should be out there burying guys left and right. But no, he's going to wrestle five matches. So it came out after the little Darby Allen nonsense from last week where he's in a mask and basically broke him in half, right? With uh, the pinnacle and masks in a limo or some shit. And he's calling out Darby Allen saying, Hey, Darby, we're going to match blah, blah, blah. They bring the ref out. He's going to count to 10 so he can get the get the win. And it goes dark. Sting's it's music. Day. Sting's music plays. Tony <laughs> Schwann gives a half-hearted. It's Sting. Sting comes out, takes out Wardlow. And then MGF runs out of the ring. So, you know, that was... To me, that was the best segment because MJF did a great shoot on the crowd. He, he played up his heel gimmick exceptionally. I mean, he's he's so good as a heel, but I've seen him so little in the ring that I can't even say he's even remotely the best heel in the business because he hasn't done anything but just jaw jack on the mic so is he the best heel in the business I, I can't say that he is because he hasn't wrestled to make me believe that he's the best healer than him just running his mouth and since Chris Jericho beat him how many times this last year it it's irrelevant but so, that was the best so, segment of the night him and sting.
0: so are you saying that segment is, is better than the inner circle American top team one
2: yes <laughs> Yes, because Dan Lambert is played out. Are
0: you tired of Dan Lambert yet?
2: I am I'm not tired of Dan Lambert. I just think Dan Lambert is tired of himself and uh it's just
0: <laughs> Well apparently to Chris Jericho, he's a fat-faced dipshit. So. Which is
2: which 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 is funny because when he said that, I thought immediately of all the AEW marks in the crowd, which basically describes all of them and all the marks that are on Twitter <laughs> that fight with me on a daily basis. That is you, fat faced dipshits sitting in your basement. <laughs> And, ju- and just me.
0: just like I said in the green room, okay. The only thing that I worried about this whole segment was there's three things. Number one, Santana and Ortiz need to get the tag titles within the next six months because they are wasted talent that are out there every week just talking for no reason, just mm-hmm. waste of talent. Number two, there's only two pages that I care about. Number one is All Ego at ad- All Ego Ethan Page and Page Van Zant. Roll Tide. Well Paige Van Sant, good for her And then her husband looks weird Looks kind of like a Jeff Hardy wannabe with the tattoos and everything And there's like he a does. eye in the middle of his neck Good for him and then the third thing would be there's going to be a 10-man tag team match, apparently. So they're trying to do a Survivor Series-type match, I think. Um, it's, it's
2: just... Did they say it was elimination? They don't know. They don't, they... No.
0: Apparently, they, AW tag they, they team
2: rules know. don't apply, so it doesn't matter anyway. Know.
0: But I, I guess there's a fourth thing. I guess the Inner Circle is back together because they have no other booking for any of these guys.
2: Yes, so. that's exactly it. But PennyCon big on long-term booking, so... Know, for, for certain things him. for
0: certain things he is he's he's better i think at some points he's better at long-term booking than the other company at, at times not all the time
2: at currently no. the, there's a chance of that i'm not going to say the yeah, yeah there's it's a chance
0: the of fact, that except for chances. one storyline in the other company i won't say its name i already said it once go ahead Corey.
1: you know what would be <laughs> a good gimmick for a 10 man tag match
0: <laughs> what king of the road <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just put all ten of them in a fucking moving truck and like here we go we're moving
1: so the future un,
2: uh so the future retrospective series we're going to do on Sister 95
0: oh dude I, I, you know what I might just do that just for the hell of it oh it's going to be good um, the next one I'll pick is that <laughs> and then um for uh, any notes on Kira Hogan uh, Hulk Hogan's Lonlock's daughter and Penelope Ford
2: Yes, I uh, I had uh, Penelope Forward versus uh, Kira Hogan. Who cares? Who the fuck cares? Why do I give a shit? And then Ruby Riot comes out and says, "Does anybody <laughs> care? Does anybody give a shit?" And the answer clearly is no. So Ruby Riot came back to uh, almost go back to catering, although she's still Ruby, Ruby. Ruby, Ruby,
0: Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> All I know is on rampage, Taz and Excalibur both sang the song of Ruby Soho.
2: Embarrassing. It
0: was, it, it was a little bit embarrassing, not gonna lie. I laughed, but I was like, oh. I kind of like cringed. So, it's okay. But I, Tobin, I forgot, I totally wasn't expecting you to, not to say Penelope Ford Roll Tide.
2: But okay. I, I did have that in my notes, actually. Penelope Ford Roll you, Tide. You did, I was going say, it has to be on that. that page there. It's in parentheses underneath, so my bad. Pen- Penelope Ford Roll Tide. Versus Akira uh, Hogan, who the fuck cares? So, yeah. In
1: parentheses on my notes, I have the words toilet flush written. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did pee during that match, so that's, that's an <laughs> I guess if it, if, it,
0: if it means anything. But next, we have a promo for Miro, Corey's favorite wrestler, God's <sighs> a favorite champion. And Miro said, God didn't make a mistake, and everyone will pay. I can't wait. Miro should be champion, damn it. But I do like Sammy Kawara, so I can't be mad about it.
2: It was a very good, very good package they put together. Surprisingly, um, it was. It, it really made Mirror look, look good, look psychotic. Um, it elevated him. I, I felt. Uh, Mirror's good on the mic. He, he he's okay no, on the he's mic. Not. He's yes, okay he on the is. mic. He's okay on the mic. If it works with his character, when he's a best friend, it's terrible. But when he's a monster, he can make it work because he just talks in simple phrases. Say, "I crush you." It works when he says, I'm your best friend and I play video games, he sucks. You see how that <laughs> goes? Not, he because... hasn't been that
0: for a while. And the what one guy think... like left Penelope Ford's husband, like he's gone. I haven't seen him.
1: Thank God for that, because he sucked. But <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, my... there's no better way to sell a beatdown than if you never show your face again. <laughs> it's true.
2: My, my other note from that uh, was that the TNT title is absolutely hideous, as I, as we talked about in our last show. Uh, it is but, disgusting. But, but it's
0: better than the TBS title. And just, just to let everybody know, the TBS title bracket will be announced next week on Rampage.
2: I oh am boy. wet with anticipation. So forward.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so next up we got... Tony's favorite wrestler, Tony's favorite champion, okay, future champion, it's Hangman Adam Page. And Page talks about he has, he has no more friends. He doesn't have any friends. He and his friends, they lost the Ring of Honor in New Japan. But he wants to become champion. And when he was on that leave for a couple weeks, what brought him back was the fans chanting cowboy shit. And then the fans chanting cowboy
2: shit. <laughs> that was all the notes that I had with that uh, hangman delivered a mediocre promo uh, maybe below mediocre and the highlight of that was cowboy shit so
0: it wasn't below mediocre he's he's pretty good I, I see I really I really want to know the in-depth coverage maybe like an hour show about what Tony's beef is with hangman Adam page because I personally like
2: adam page I agree I, I think he's one of the better guys on the roster <laughs> he can work. Uh, he and, he, and he drinks
0: whiskey yeah i mean I, and, I sound and he like drinks his, beer i mean yeah, he's basically like uncle steve austin but a lot less than uncle steve austin yeah <laughs> I mean, he's not
2: nearly as cool as steve austin but... <laughs> go ahead cory but
0: ba-
1: ba- no just back in ring of honor like when i started getting into like the young bucks and uh, uh adam cole and stuff like that i was like man i was like adam page sucks and like now like honestly i've done a complete 180 on him i think he's probably like and Adam Cole may be a tiny bit better in the ring, but he's definitely like super. I mean, I love his in ring work, and I love, I'm yeah, I, I like his character work, maybe not his promos necessarily, but he's fun to watch.
0: He is, he's kind he of, cool. I hope that he wins a title. I hope that he yeah. wins title a title in full gear. Very not though, he'll get buried again. <laughs> and then, oh. from, what, from what I'm oh, go ahead, Corey.
1: Just also, uh, just to anyone who does listen here and who's an AW fan. People people seem to mistake The whole just them yanking uh, Page in and out of the title picture As long term story As long term booking That's not long term booking Just to yank someone in and out of storylines It's not
2: I completely agree with you Corey I was just going to go on a rant about that What I was just going to say was If it's long term booking The dude doesn't need to win a fucking goofball ladder match To get a shot at County Omega If it's long term booking He's got the heat with Omega the entire time, and he's winning matches, and he's proving to everybody and Omega that he deserves the title. But no, he's got to win a goofball ladder match where he pulls a fucking poker piece off the top of a ladder. That's not long-term booking, like you said. That's just trash. That's lazy booking.
0: But from what Hangman Page said... He wanted to go home to see his the birth of his, his baby boy.
2: And I and I understand that, but then why did he have to come back and win that? Why didn't he come back and earn his his ass in these matches and defeat a bunch of mid mid guys, as MJF likes to say, and topper guys? He could he could have beat Moxley in a match, or he could have beat because Moxley doesn't give a shit. Apparently at this point, uh, he could have beat uh, Darby Allen, or he could have beat Wardlow, or somebody you know, to make himself look better, but all he did was win a goofball ladder match where everybody got hurt. So uh you know
1: Austin always found a way into twist and Vince McMahon's arm for that thing. Exactly. Shot. Yep. Austin yeah. winning no goofy he didn't win a Royal Rumble ninety nine. So For
0: for those of you who watch Up Up Down Down and Prince Pretty and Xavier Woods, it's a prove yourself match.
2: Exactly, Tony, he need, he yeah. needs to have more prove yourself matches because he hasn't proven himself. Tony might get
0: that more than anybody, and then and then we get to rumor innuendo as the match of the whole weekend, in the four hours of coverage between Rampage and Dynamite last weekend is Bobby Fish and Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson had two of the best matches over the weekend with Minoru Suzuki and Bobby Fish. Brian Danielson, as I alluded to earlier and agreed with, seems to be the best booked superstar, wrestler, whatever you want to call him, entertainer, out of the whole group that has got signed by AEW the past few months. And he's had amazing matches uh, with, with these guys. And uh, Danielson comes out with the win. But after the match ends, they announce the bracket for the Full Gear Eliminator Tournament. Before I get to that, any thoughts on this final match, guys?
2: I thought it was, it was a good ma- match. It was a good match, but, like, why should I care? That's the thing, like, like Bobby's yeah, but like, like Bobby Fish was a jabroni with Adam Cole. Like, what? Why do I care now? Like,
1: you 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 watch Bobby Fish matches with morbid curiosity as to whether or not he's going to get hurt.
2: That's true. I, I right, guess that yeah, was. He's the, very injury
0: <laughs> prone. So far, so good. It, it
2: it it was not a bad match by any stretch of the imagination, but like I was just not invested in it. I just I just kept myself kept finding myself like you know looking at my phone or looking at my notes and just you know getting up to go pee or petting my cat i don't know i just i didn't have any investment in it so it was supposed to be like i said it wasn't a bad match just like the match he had on rampage against the japanese cat but uh, why do i care these people i don't know i mean i know bobby fish but like why is he fighting these guys well what what is it what is what's behind this if you're making this a main event at least put some balls behind it and make it like mean something say it's like a contender spot or it it could have been for the full gear tournament you could have at least thrown that out there at least say hey we're invested in this no there's no it's just a random match for the main event it's like eh fuck that I don't care
0: it's a highlight match it's an attraction match it's Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish but Bobby Fish, before he went into WWE, was a was a huge player in in Ring of Honor and even in Japan. So much
2: that's just something... on Bobby Fish. He's fine in the ring, but like like the dude comes out of nowhere. As like a mid card guy in the WWE, and they expect him to be elevated. As like this top tier talent, right? Right. The reason why gone. he was a
0: mid card guy was because he was injury prone. That was the only reason why. Exactly. I think He would have been more if he wasn't injury prone. But... So the World Title Eliminator Tournament. AW starting this Friday on Rampage. So we're look, I'm looking at the bracket right now. On the left side, we have Dark Orders 10 versus John Moxley.
1: Let's just go Sorry. ahead and stop right there. Dark Orders 10 is winning this whole thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Dark Orders 10 versus Eddie Kingston for the Eliminator Tournament title.
1: You better shut your damn mouth.
0: <laughs> Bro. Eddie Kingston... From Long Island, I'm only
1: saying that because of who Eddie Kingston would have to beat. But let's let's focus on this match first.
0: All right. So Dark Order's ten versus John Moxley. I feel like obviously John Moxley will botch his way to the win here. <laughs> I've I've lost I've lost a lot of a lot of I won't say respect, but I've just lost a lot of uh, you know support for John Moxley as of late. He's just not. He's doing like GCW shit and he's just beating up random guys and just. You know, putting guys in harm's way with his random ass moves and that slingshot clothesline.
1: Yeah, you well, know? yeah. Now you, now you feel how I feel. I get him it. I, I get it. I NBA understand.
0: NBA. But he was used better in WWE, and I said it. Damn it, I said the other company. But continue. Tobin, who do you think's gonna win this match? <laughs> the wild thing. What a terrible song to come out to as well. <laughs> continue.
2: I don't know. I hope Moxley loses. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say about that because
0: he's not gonna um, lose the Dark Orders ten. But
2: well, th- That raises the bigger points so of why the fuck is a Dark Order's 10 in there, right? Why couldn't he throw like MJF or Miro, as we talked about earlier, like me, why aren't these guys in this match? Like people who actually earned it, or is the ranking system completely thrown out the window and we just throw a random tournament together?
0: Is, it, is this by the ranking system? Is that what they said?
2: I don't know. It, no, it, there, it, it there's no be. way. Is it Dark there's Order's no 10 in be. there? But what's the point of having a ranking system if you can't have a tournament for the title? So you would theoretically would have, you know, numbers two or three through whatever, eight, nine, ten in that. Seeds, damn it,
0: seeds.
1: Yeah. Either either, either that or ten was the only one who would agree agree to have a match with you, actually. (laughs) It's
0: like, I'll get her in the ring, it's fine.
2: (laughs) I'm sure ten's going to lose, like, pretty quickly. Moxie's going to look like... A big badass until he's like, eh, fuck it. I don't feel like wrestling anymore. he's going to lose the next match.
0: All right, so we got Moxley on on the left side of the bracket. Then we go to the match on the right side of the bracket, on the top right-hand side. Dustin Rhodes, Danielson, probably the highlight of this whole tournament. What do you guys think?
2: Brian Danielson all the way, baby. Yeah, does anybody think Brian Danielson isn't going to win this match?
0: I feel like he might actually win the whole tournament, but Dustin Rhodes yeah. and him, I'd be interested to see after Dustin Rhodes' last outing in the ring <laughs> was a bit rough around the edges. Rough
2: is an understatement. Ruff, rough ruff, is an ruff. understatement.
0: Um, I respect the Dustin Rhodes, but I really hope he uh, comes out you know, to uh, to do really well here against Brian Danielson. 'Cause he has a lot to live up to. And like uh, Brian Danielson may have to slow things down for Dustin Rhodes. So But
2: but the thing is Brian Danielson. He can do that though, because he's actually good. Where Black is good in certain scenarios, and I'm still not completely sold on uh Mr. Black eye there. I think that he yeah, can he hasn't have really a good had match. any
0: challenges. He's been there for no. how many months? Like what has he he's had?
2: So well, nothing, dude. <clears throat> nothing. He's done He's really done nothing but beat Cody Rose and that's all to set up Cody Rose beating him eventually in the end, it seems like. So You're I right. I don't know. I just I've never been a big Alistair Black, Malachi Black, Black Eye, whatever you want to Tommy End <laughs> Black. <fan. laughs> yeah, I got you. I, my my biggest turnoff for him is that his physique looks like he's a guy, like a normal guy who's kind of in shape but hasn't hit the gym enough. So that's what he looks like, and he's like supposed to be this badass. Is like, dude, you're like you're not Jack. Like he should be, if you're gonna have all his tattoos, like you gotta at least like look the part. Like it would be like a huge hulking, like muscular dude, and he looks just like a normal guy that goes to the gym once a week as opposed to somebody who goes five times a week and it shows. Like that's <laughs> You that's You the- love
0: those jacked guys, dude. You like Brian Cage. You want Brian Cage to be in this tournament so bad.
2: I'm not saying saying. Ryan Cage is good or bad. I like, I'm not saying I I, I like big guys. That's neither here nor there. But like, I'm about believability. Like, if you look at the other company where a certain MMA guy is a fucking animal and is a believable guy that could actually kill you, like Tommy End, Black Eye, Malachi Black, whatever you want to call him, he just looks like a normal dude with tattoos. It's like, I see that at the fucking at the bar on a Saturday night. Like, he's just not.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, we, we saw him at OzFest like 10
2: yeah, years ago. we saw him at OzFest. Like, he's not, he's not <laughs> a menacing looking dude. Like, you're right. trying to tell me how badass he is. Like, uh, he's kind of like seeing Punk. Like, those guys are like, like they're in shape. Okay. Like, whatever. But like, they're not like menacing. Like, sure. They could maybe kick my ass, but I'm not scared of you. Like, 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 let. Like something like a Lesnar, like yeah, you're you're gonna kill me. Like I'm not gonna fuck with this guy or Karrion Cross even. They go to the lower card, like that dude would fucking kill me. Like Red I'm scared Treader. of these. Yeah, exactly. I'm scared of the Red Shredder. I'm not scared <laughs> of fucking the dude with a floppy gut they're... and
1: big arms. Like eh, just because you have tattoos doesn't mean you're tough. That's the bottom line. They're they're the Liam, they're the Liam Neeson to the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester
0: Stallones of the world.
1: Exactly right.
0: <laughs> So, over-under, this match goes 15 minutes.
1: Daniel O'Brien, Dustin Rhodes?
0: Yeah, over-under. Just, just under. Yeah. Ju- just under? I say slightly over. Just, just for the hell of it.
2: I don't think Rhodes can go like that anymore, dude. He's done.
0: <laughs> All right. All right, we go back to the other side of the bracket. Bottom left-hand side, Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm going to say that Orange Cassidy is all in. He's going to win this match. I don't know how, but he's going to do it because it's what the fans want. So we'll have Cassidy versus Jon Moxley after his beatdown of wheeler Utah. It's a perfect segue for this, air quotes, rivalry.
2: Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> – I don't think Tony Khan could have booked it better from the Book of the Year. So yeah, there hey you man, go. I,
0: I wrote it in my notebook. Damn it! All right, just as good as Tony Khan. All right.
2: Well, you can't be any worse. so think of it that way.
0: <laughs> Corey, what are your thoughts?
1: I am privy to some insider information, and therefore, I will recuse myself from mm-hmm. spoiling anything. All
0: right, like just like Kirk Herbstreit on College Game Day. All right, I, I get it. I understand. No bias. I respect it. And then we go down to the. Bottom right hand side, Corey's boy, the Murder Hawk monster, Lance Archer versus the King of New York City, Eddie Kingston, Long Island and Brooklyn, where the fuck he's from. I feel like Lance Archer is going to win this match, Corey. I know who you think, Lance well, Archer I, all day.
1: I, I yeah, I think Lance Archer because I think Lance Archer offers a better matchup for Daniel Bryan, like the. The ding, I mean, the, um, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Goliath and whoever. Yeah,
0: David and Goliath. Absolutely. Yeah. Goliath, yeah. yeah. I get that. I get that for, for a semifinal. That'd be big. That'd be big. And that'd be dynamite worthy. Uh, Lucky Strike, what do you got?
2: Uh, I agree with Corey. It's a David and Goliath kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Eddie Kinks is great on the mic. I think he sucks in the ring. So, uh, it'll be nice for, uh, Lance Archer to just fucking destroy him and move on because he's a big fucking bastard, and it's believable this guy could kill somebody like an Eddie Kingston, who supposedly is insane or tough or some bullshit like that. But uh, Lance Archer still that,
0: the still the 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 Japanese like US champ, right?
2: I guess who the fuck cares at like, this point, Lance but...
1: Archer. Yeah, yeah. No, he he lost he lost it on on Dynamite or Impact a while ago. Not Impact. Oh, he lost he lost it on Dynamite a couple of weeks, like the week after he won it.
2: Okay, so nobody cares about that title anyway. But I mean, I I, I could definitely see Lance Archer going. He should go over in 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 a uh, you know, sensical place. But who knows? But I'll, I'm picking Lance Archer on this one.
0: All right. So we got Moxley and Cassidy. On the one side of the bracket, and Danielson and Lance Archer on the other side. Who do we got winning this whole thing right now, guys? Corey, you first.
1: Brian Danielson, all the way, because Moxley's already had a shot. Right. I mean, even even Orange Cassidy's already had a shot. Uh, just Archer doesn't. Um, Archer doesn't seem like he's going to get pushed to that level. Um, unfortunately, as much as I love him, so I mean, you know, Danielson and. Then I see him facing either Page or Omega, which probably it'll be Omega, even though he sucks.
2: (laughs) So if they were going to book this right, they would book Lance Archer as the monster and squash the first round, and then convincingly beat Dan O'Brien, like to, to a big shocking display with the crowd, like where he injures Daniel Bryan and Bryan takes a couple weeks off, and then he wins the whole thing. He beats, you know, Moxley or Cassidy or whoever gives a fuck who wins that match. And he goes on to face Pages first true competition because he squashed all these guys, but they'll probably fuck it up and have Daniel Bryan face Kenny Omega's some shit, so... I'm gonna say Daniel Bryan. It should be it should be Archer, but it's gonna be Daniel Bryan. The,
1: the only issue I would have with that is you would be essentially building up Archer again for to only to lose because they can't have Paige losing his first defense. I mean that's basically what happened with Cody Rhodes. Like of they course. they would build him up only for him to lose. So, but that's not a bad that's not a bad option.
0: I'll say Moxley versus Danielson, and Danielson will win. But Moxley will get his way into a triple threat match against Kenny Omega. It'll be a triple threat match at the next pay-per-view. That's the way we're going to book this.
1: Because
2: I, I was, if you're talking triple threats, I was thinking Daniel Bryan's going to weasel his way into this uh, triple threat match in Full Gear, like he did at uh, WrestleMania.
1: Right. Daniel Bryan does not weasel his way into things. <laughs> no, he, he, he
2: did. He did.
1: No, no, the crowd demanded it.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. No, the crowd demanded WrestleMania 30. They didn't demand anything after that.
1: Yeah, they did because they didn't want to see Edge because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so then, just to uh, wrap this show up, boys, uh, to talk about, uh, there's AEW, AW, AW, yeah, AEW dark tapings at the same place. Impact had their weekly shows back in the day. Soundstage 19. I just want to quickly, very quickly, talk about you guys. T did you guys see Too Fast, Too Fuego?
1: Yeah, I was actually going to ask if we were going to talk about that.
0: Oh, we are very quickly. Um, So we have Fuego del Sol um, and the other guy who's not Cody Rhodes, even though his leotard clearly says dream on his left shoulder. Are you fucking kidding me with this? I get that wrestling (laughs) is wrestling and there's gimmicks, but for the love of God, too fast, too fuego. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I I saw that this morning. Actually, that's what prompted me to have this emergency pod, was that fucking thing on Twitter. I go, what is this Too Fast Too Fuego? I'm done. There's too much fuego going on, too much fire. All right, emergency pod. We got to talk about AEW because he, he, it's a mess.
1: He, com- he complains that WWE made him put face paint on, but he'll put on a fucking mask and team with Fuego Del Sol.
0: Corey, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that at all. all That's how painful it it, it makes me. I I can't disagree with that. (laughs) At all. The man is getting beat up by Arn Anderson's cronies and the Nightmare Factory, while on the other side, he's putting a mask and a leotard on and saying that I have nothing to do with it, so I will team with Fuego Del Sol at dark tapings at Soundstage 19. Come on, dude. That's just that's just <sighs> disrespectful. Just Dis- disrespectful to the business. Disrespectful to your father, Dusty Rhodes. And if you do listen to this, I mean it. All right, we'll go face I, to face. I
1: thought I thought it was more embarrassing when Dustin dressed up in the ladies' clothes, but like, this is the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. <laughs> At
0: least he was a goddamn gimmick, damn it. All right, it was during the New Generation. And then yes,
2: yeah, that's some of the worst shit I've ever seen. I'm for the final for the
0: for the final segment of the evening before I get to my tiny ramp, which all the gentlemen here will uh will probably respect and like uh, rumor and innuendo that some fans/ slash, uh I guess companies out there are breaking down 10-minute segments for the half an hour that the SmackDown supersized and Rampage went uh, this past Friday night. So, personally, when I watched it, I started watching at 10 o'clock. I did tune in like the mark that I am, and I will admit it 100%. I said, let's see what's on each channel. So, on TNT, I saw Ruby Soho versus the Bunny. And then on FS1, I saw Brock Lesnar. And Roman Reigns. Our tribal Eman. chief. Our tribal chief, the best heel in the business today. Fact. Going going head to head. And there is rumor and innuendo out there that both those segments tied in the eighteen to forty nine demographic, which I am very tired of hearing about. That 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 tied. That's highly unlikely that that's actually tied. I can't I can't accept
2: it. That's some sign math right there.
0: <laughs> I mean I, mean, Except I don't
2: Mass actually made sense so that that's not even a good insult it, that is some uh, voodoo math let's see that way
0: and also from like what I'm reading FS1 is is available to a couple million less homes than Fox of course because yeah. Fox yeah. is broadcast TV it's... and then you have TNT which is broadcast to more homes and Smackdown supersized Still beat Rampage, like, 833,000 to 565,000. Like, we're talking about that shit. Like, we're talking about that amount of viewers.
2: But AEW won the demo, I was told. I was told AEW won the 18-49 demo.
0: Tied. Like, they, overall, though, they tied, but it was like 0. .29. Yeah,
2: there, there was there was a .01 difference from what I was told on by the by the aw marks and the fact of the matter is nobody cares you
0: said a point oh one?
2: Point oh 0.01 it did the, the demo
1: uh, I, I believe i believe when you win the demo you get a stuffed animal from the top, <laughs> top.
0: yeah i was just like what are you what are, what are we talking about here like are we talking about a carnival prize We're talking about a medal We're talking about a clap like a golf clap i don't i don't understand
2: but you just little things like finger that finger trap But the bottom line is the entire A.W. fan base is that demo. So you have – sure, you could focus on that demo because you know you have a 75% chance of getting it. And, uh, you know, granted, there's kids and there's people that are over 50 years old that watch wrestling. So, I mean, you know, if I had my son and he watched WWE and he's a big fan – wouldn't you want to encourage the young crowd to further watch your product for the next twenty years as opposed to the same nerds that have been watching it for I don't know, twenty years? I I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I'm gonna buy my son more shit. All right. And then okay fans. Yeah.
0: I am okay with AEW having a buy in. All right. Having a buy in like you're you're going big for this. You're going big for this. But 93
2: have... thousand people watch that buy in the Andrew <laughs> Bryan match, by the way.
0: Which is really impressive with Santana Garrett and Tay Conti and Bobby Fish and some guy named Lee Morardi, who signed a contract. Just so everybody know, he signed a contract this past weekend along with Daniel Garcia. How long has Daniel Garcia been has been there? Beating the shit out of skateboard guy, and he finally got a contract. So I don't I don't understand. Just 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 many many things that I've been contemplating the past week um about aew Um uh, so before i get to it any other thoughts before i get to my my three minute my three minute segment here
2: just yeah, gonna, I, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Just
1: yeah, go i, I want to say just uh, when i uh texted you guys about tna doing that thing where they gave that uh, I, I can't even remember her name but they gave a, a female talent a contract in the ring in front of everyone yeah. and like they had a big stuff. Like, please let's not, you know, as a, you know, it's, I mean, pro wrestling, I mean, it's, you know, you can do stuff like that every once in a while, but let's not make this a big thing. Like every time someone who's, you know, never had a contract before we give it to them in the ring and we cry and we have like this big moment just to try to get more attention to ourselves, to get more eyeballs on the product. Let's not make that a thing given contracts to wrestlers in the ring.
2: I agree. I was there for the Fuego Del Fuego Del Soul bullshit, and it was fucking terrible. It was <laughs> terrible, but uh, it's just it's it's all a joke. It's a fucking joke, Shane. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that here and just
1: bounce that to you. Can I can I say can I say one more thing? Yes. Absolutely. I also I also read a thing today that Minoru Suzuki is as old today. As Gerald Briscoe was when he was in the Stooges with uh, with
0: Capablanca. <laughs> <laughs> just to put that in perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah. that in perspective,
2: kids. Oh, God, imagine him All just right. beating up some Cold Steve Austin for five minutes. It would <laughs> never have happened. <laughs> never.
0: Suzuki's so a little bit of a bigger badass than, than uh, Gerald yeah, Briscoe. Ah, uh, but no, you bite no, your tongue, no,
2: son. I would. You bite your tongue, son. Uh, Gerald
0: Briscoe, Mr. Yeah. Master Mac Man.
2: His character is goofy, but man. you just wait. He would have twisted Suzuki in a pretzel and broke his neck, I think.
0: Briscoe, <laughs> <So. laughs> Briscoe Brisco Brothers telling, baby.
2: I'll mm-hmm.
0: tow your car and break your neck.
2: That's right. You will.
0: All right. So it's time for me to.
2: Of,
0: yeah, it, it's time for me to vent a little bit. Uh, the reason why that I, I brought all of us together tonight, and I appreciate you guys getting together with me, <clears throat> it's 11.24 p.m. on Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's uh, when NHL preempts AEW, and AEW's on Saturdays. I get that they can't control that because they're on TNT, and that's why they're going to eventually go to TBS. But, um, but I understand back in the day, with monday night raw and i'll give myself free rein to talk about wwe here they used to get preempted for the dog show they used to get preempted for um just like other like little stuff back in the day and i get that <clears throat> but in the thick of things when you are the the ultimate brand you start to be the the ultimate brand that people want to buy so I haven't seen the dog show on USA in, in probably 15-20 years. WWE has kicked them out and they've gone to they've gone to elsewhere. Uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon has been the owner of a company named WWE since the nineteen eighties, his father before him, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Senior, owned the WWF. And they basically have had a stranglehold on the Northeast for probably about 50 years plus. And uh, I appreciate personally the competition that AEW brings to WWE. What I don't like as a fan is when Tony Khan, who we all know has all the money in the world,
2: and Apparently he has his, more money than Vincent Mann, so he said.
0: His his father well, he he does though, but his father also has more money than Vincent Kennedy.
2: Now his McMahon. father has more money than than, than Vince, right. But...
0: but also, but Tony Khan has just as much money. So he has that much money. He goes on Twitter and just basically strokes the egos of these marks of AEW. And he says, "Hey man, let, let's fucking let's fucking go, man. Let's get that demo. Let's get that demo of 18 to 49. Okay, let's get it." So looking at Tony Tony Khan's Twitter, I'm looking at it right now, and his first tweet was uh, six hours ago to Fulham FC, um, which I don't give a shit about. The second one is about Daniel Garcia is all elite. He's been in the company for multiple months. You should have given him a contract a while ago. But then the third one, okay, from October 18th, it says, We've obtained a new key ratings detail from Friday at Rampage. They beat SmackDown head-to-head 30 minutes in the most coveted 18-49 demo, to demo, 328,000 to 285,000. So we're talking about 328,000 people. We are nitpicking people here. And I understand that Tony Khan wants all the wins that he can get right now because he wants to go up against the big boys on the big boy playground. But what I need him to do as an AEW fan who's going to watch your product is just execute the plan. Don't go in front of a camera and hold a notebook purposely, I feel, in front of the camera with all of your results from a pay-per-view One of your biggest pay-per-views yet. Every pay-per-view from here on out, from all out and all in, when you brought guys on like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, eventually maybe Bray Wyatt, maybe Braun Strowman. Don't hold that shit in front of the camera. And so people can see it. And so you have a talking point for you to say, Oh, I can change. I just but that that is the card. I need you to execute the plan. And just keep on going and running your wrestling business and not talking about the other guys because the other guys have been established for 50 plus years and they're going to beat you eventually. Just like WCW did ask Eric Bischoff, what happened to him when he went up against the big boys and Eric Bischoff said recently, Tony Khan, I need you to shut up. I would probably listen to the guy who got beat by Vince McMahon and just execute the plan. Stop nitpicking the 18 to 49 demo and stop misusing guys like FTR, MJF, John Moxley, Adam Cole, etc. Just execute what you want to execute and continue on the path. And then maybe in five more years, maybe more, then you can go up against the big boys. But you've only been around for two years. It took WCW They got bought by TBS in 1980, I think, 88, 89. And they didn't go up against the big boys until 95. So put that in perspective. Take some time, reflect, and then go up against the big boys. And then you can talk about Vince and Kenny McMahon. Because until now, WWE, whether they're good or not, they have a lot of bullshit going on in that company too. They're still the big boys. And you're not. That's all I got to say.
2: Thank you. You, <laughs> finally, you finally
1: come over to the winning side, Shane. That's right. <laughs> that's it.
2: That's I couldn't have said it better myself, quite honestly. So yeah. Except Tony Khan, fuck you, you suck. So that's. <laughs> to add to that.
0: So again, will I continue to watch the product? Absolutely. I need to watch it for the podcast and for the people that listen to this podcast. But the way I feel right now, it needed a podcast, and I said it. And that's the way that I feel. Unfortunately, Tony Big Evil couldn't be here, so I, you know, I can still be on his side for some things. But I know he's also feeling the same thing too, especially with like the, the overload of CM Punk, and he doesn't like Adam Page, and so on and so forth. It's just a lot, a lot of bullshit going on, and a lot, a lot of it's just for, just for tweets. And I'm not all about that. Just execute the plan. Any, any, any other thoughts tonight, guys? Before we before we get out
2: of here. That, that pretty much sums it up, Shane. You did a great job tonight.
0: Thank you. All of you did too. Thank you for getting on late night uh, with us here at the 33 and a Third percent podcast. Uh, just for other companies, uh, tomorrow – we got Crown Jewel at 12 p.m. on Peacock. Um, big big fight feel in Saudi Arabia. We got a bunch of big matches tomorrow. Um, I feel like it's going to be a four-hour pay-per-view that I can only watch two hours of live. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow's uh, fight between Reigns and Lesnar. Uh, this weekend on Saturday, 10 p.m. live on pay-per-view at Samstown Live. Just got announced today. It's sold out. Bound for glory impact bond for glory there's rumored rumor innuendo that braun Strowman might be in the house so we'll we'll see what happens there um and uh big things happening all over all over the wrestling community as i said last on the last show the wrestling business does not stop for this show it just keeps on happening and we keep talking about it and there's more and more stuff for us to talk about so thank goodness because we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for it so that's true. Absolutely. So for myself, Shannon Makazowski, Corey Smug SOB Black, and Mike Lucky Strike Tobin, we, we bid you good night and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the 33 and a third percent podcast. Coming soon, the 33 and a third percent podcast presents Retrospective. We talk about Shane O'Mac's very first pay-per-view, Royal Rumble 1996. We give you our thoughts and analysis on this show, and of course, HBK gets the win, and we are on the road to WrestleMania 12. All that and more, right here on the 33 and a third percent podcast presents Retrospective.